Talent. I'm Anna Roy. And I'm Yvonne Dagger. Let's get howling. howling. We're very pleased to welcome Nancy Hassel to our fourth podcast. Nancy is the founder and president of American Pet Professionals, an award-winning networking, educational, and multimedia organization for the pet industry. Nancy is also a columnist for Pet Trade and Consumer Magazines, as well as a podcaster, blogger, photographer, TV producer, and production coordinator. Whew. It is an honor to introduce Nancy today. Hi, Nancy, and welcome. Hi, Yvonne and Emma. Thank you so much for having me on today. Our pleasure. Yeah, yeah, it really is. You know, Nancy, um, I met you when um, about 14 years ago when you were just beginning um, your your career um, and with the American Pet Professionals. Um, and I was the president of the Long Island chapter of Canine Companions for Independence. Mm -hmm. Can yeah. you give our listeners a little background on what inspired you to create American Pet Professionals and how you got your start? Yeah, definitely. And Yvonne, I can't believe it's been 14 years, right? It's so yeah. time just goes like that. We've had a lot of fun in the pet industry. And what you have done with Canine Companions is really incredible. So I commend you for all your work that you've done with them. It's really a wonderful organization. Oh, thank you. Yeah. So how we started. So, you know, I was always had one foot in the pet industry, I worked in television, I worked in PR, I worked in trade shows. Um, but I always had one foot in, I was always reading all the magazines, like back in my twenties, like I want to do something in the pet industry, but I didn't quite know what, when I was a kid, like all of us, many of us, I wanted to be a veterinarian. Um, there were not a lot of women role models as a child growing up, um, with the pet industry. Right. I think I knew, um, maybe one veterinarian and one dog groomer every, you know, and it's just kind of the way it was. It wasn't as widespread being a pet professional, um, and so I was already kind of working in the pet industry. I had done pet sitting. I used to bake no corn, no soy, no wheat, organic treats 20 years ago, like before that was even a saying, you know, so I dabbled in a lot of areas. I did a lot of research and, you know, I was already thinking about doing something and I happened to be speaking at an entrepreneurial event in on Long Island in Nassau County about how to get your business into the news because I was a PR person and there were all business people. There was about 50 people there. And ironically, there was one other person in the pet industry there and it was a veterinarian. And she said to me, hey, are there any other are there any pet professional groups on Long Island? I grew up here and then I moved away for college and worked in a practice and now I'm back. And I said, well, there's a, a veterinary group on Long Island that might be fitting for you. And I'm sitting there and I'm looking around the networking events and I'm thinking, I could probably host one of these. And the really crazy thing is that she was the third person in two weeks to ask me about a pet professional group on Long Island. So I was like, hmm. And that was um, early December of 2008. And so I just decided I'm going to host one of these networking events. I really didn't like competition between um, pet professionals. And I also thought we needed a, a lot of um, ways that we can have 
you know, coming together and unite and work together, right? Because the more that you work together with people in your industry, it raises up the industry. It makes the industry better and more professional. Um, and at that sure. time, I was actually already teaching a responsible dog ownership class. So I was already like in the industry, but not really that far into it, you know? Mm-hmm. And so I decided, and I decided that in February of 2009, smack dab in the middle of the recession, in the middle of the winter, <laughs> to host an event in the middle of Long Island. And people on Long Island don't like to drive anywhere. I drive all over the place, but, you know, so I was like, I didn't know if anybody was going to come because I had a PR background. I put my press release out and um, we had 55 people show up that first wow. event Wow! From nice. three different States and all over Long Island and all five boroughs of Manhattan. And I panicked, called my friend who lived nearby to the restaurant we were having. And I'm like, you need to come help me check people in because I couldn't believe the response. And after that first night, I was like, wow, I said, this is really needed. And, mm-hmm. you know, at the end of the evening, people were like, when's the next one? And I had no clue. I was like, next month. <laughs> you know? And then we just went from there. That's awesome. Wow. How how have you found that the uh competition has gone between the pet in, in the within the pet industry now over the last 14 years? Has, I it, think it's, has it increased or has it sort of stabilized? Yeah, I think it is um better, right? I feel like yeah. the pet industry is a friendly one, right? There's always gonna be people, no matter what industry you're in, that have differences of beliefs on whether it's food, whether it's dog training, rescue, like all the things. Um, So there's always going to be that no matter, no matter what happens. But I feel like the pet industry, we're welcoming, like we're excited to meet people. Like I, you know, I'm 20 plus years in the industry now from all of the work that I did before I started. And I'm still excited to meet somebody new that has like a cool new idea or a product that hasn't, I'm like a little kid in the candy store. I get so excited. And you would think that I would be glazed over by it, but Yvonne, you know, I'm always at all the events, right? I know. I know. We like creative people. Yeah. So I think that the competition, you know, it's not, it's not as bad as other industries. It's healthy. It's healthy. I've always think, always think that there's enough to go around for everybody. Yeah. Um, you know, if you feel like you're intimidated by somebody or you are upset about what they're doing, maybe it's a new location that opens something similar, you know, a couple mm-hmm. of miles away. Mm-hmm. I encourage you to get to know that person because more yeah. than likely you'll end up working together and you never know how much you're going to refer. That's right. each other. Definitely. Oh Very my goodness. How true that is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Was your was your involvement in the pet industry um, because of your love of animal rescue? How what what drew you to the pet industry and to animals? Yeah, that's a good question. So you know, I always was an animal lover, probably like most people that you talk to in the pet industry. Um, and when I was a kid, I used to say. <laughs> This is so silly, but when I was like five, I used to say, I'm going to be a veterinarian and drive a Corvette. <laughs> like my favorite car when I was a little kid. The dream. Yeah, yeah. And then as I learned what you actually had to do when I was older as a veterinarian, I was like, yeah, that's not for me. Um, but, you know, I just think the love of animals, working with animals. When I worked in uh, TV, I absolutely loved it. That's why we do a lot of media stuff. I still love the creativity of TV and live video and all of that. 
Mm-hmm. Um, but I had a producer that she was also a big time animal lover and we were having a stressful day one day. She's like, we should just open a rescue and a farm. I'm like, I'm in, <laughs> you know? <laughs> um, yeah, I just think it's love. I also had like my inspiration. I had a Doberman, uh, when I was 22, my dad died. And then a few weeks later I got a Doberman puppy. My friends all chipped in and helped purchase her from a real, oh. ended up being a really, incredible breeder I was 22 we didn't have the internet like we do today Mm -hmm. um you know I had to find her in the paper but I found I ended up finding out that she was like a top breeder she was the most amazing dog and my dog now reminds me a lot of her um and that was just like you learn so much from the dogs or the pets that you have in your life that might inspire you to do something you know so much about behavior from her and training and a little dog I had growing up who didn't like anybody or really anything <laughs> except for <laughs> us. So, oh. um, you know, a lot of like, it was funny to have like an 18 pound dog that was like, you know, fury, like the fury <laughs> to having a Doberman who was like a sweet as pie, you know, she was a registered uh, therapy dog and all of that. Beautiful. Wow. Yeah. That is awesome. That's awesome. You know, Nancy, um, I had the pleasure of attending one of your workshops. And I found I found it not only educational and inspiring, but it was so helpful to me, um, really helpful. I, it was when I learned about Canva and, oh, yeah. <laughs> and all these free things that are, are you know, at, at our disposal. And, yeah. and I just, it was just so great for me. Um, just where do you get your ideas? Where do you find out about these workshops that you have and, and um, uh, networking events. Yeah, that's so funny. Canva, I just got the notification that I've been using them for 10 years. I know. <laughs> it's crazy. Been 10 years it's a while I've... ago, right? I know. <laughs> so I, you know, where do I get my inspiration? Well, part of it is like, when I'm, you know, I can't go to sleep, I always have too many ideas brewing, right? Like a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Um, I just think that my first thought is my members and how is it going to help our members? propel their business forward or their nonprofit forward or their animal rescue forward? Like, what do they need to learn? I always am paying attention to like what's going on in the industry, obviously, but also what's going on outside the industry. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, Yvonne, probably by seeing my emails and everything else Mm -hmm. that I usually jump feet first into something, even if it's not something that I'm actually going to use for my business every day. Like Mm -hmm. last November when ChatGPT was launched and all the buzz started with that and AI and everything, I was intrigued because I was like, how can this help our members? And that was like, I jumped in and I was like, I want to learn as much as I can. I did a, you know, went down that rabbit hole of learning and having my mind go, you know, Mm -hmm. um, by how it works and all of that. And so we hosted a webinar in the first in January, it was like the second or first week of January, how to use jet, uh, how to use AI uh, ethically for your pet business, because Mm. I've been a writer forever. So, Mm. you know, I didn't want to like, Hey, guys, use this and have somebody, you know, AI write your blog post. That was not something that I was like, you should do. Let's talk about how you can do it ethically. So, you know, I've done that over the years. Like if you haven't noticed, I love TikTok, right? So I jumped in when TikTok first came out and was learning all about it and how can this help our members? And we just recently had a TikTok shop, right? Because that's the new thing on TikTok and make sure that our pet product manufacturers, if they are on TikTok, how they can maneuver. And we have one of our other members, Carrie from Spleech, do an incredible job because she's been on Mm -hmm. there for a bit. 
Um, so I just really see what's trending, what is going to be useful and helpful. And then of course I survey our members probably right. twice a year. Right. Where are you stuck? What do you need help in? Mm -hmm. What do you want to learn about? One year I was so overdoing social media <laughs> because <laughs> I felt like that's all we were talking about. We just did like profitability, how to bring your pep uh, product to market. We had incredible experts and that at the end of that year, we didn't talk about social media at all. Like, like on a webinar or anything. I asked, where are you guys stuck? What do you need to learn more about? And they're all said social media. I was like, oh, oh <laughs> not again. But I was like, okay, like, let's go jump back in. So really just, you know, listening to our members, paying attention to what's going on in the world, the business world, industry, all of that. Right, right. It's it's really hard, though. I, I think that 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 can get daunting to mm -hmm. keep up with all of it, it and be one step ahead. And I, I love your, I love your <laughs> newsletter. It's, it's wonderful. Um, and, mm -hmm. and you will, even though you don't use some of the things you will put it out there and you'll say, if, if this is, if you can use this, yeah. and it's a help yeah. to you. Um, I'm, I'm just introducing this to you, you know, yeah. and, and you don't pressure um, the members um, there's no pressure. If you want to come, you come. If you don't, you know, the, it's just a very, very um, uh, user-friendly kind of a yeah. connection, you know, networking connection. Um, I wish I could do it more often um, uh, because they, every one of them is so educational to me and, and you know, enlightening. I mean, I, I learned something every time in one yeah. of one of your uh, workshops or, or um, online, you know, things, yeah. but um, life gets busy and, you know, I do what I can do, you know, but yeah. I really do wish I could, could, but to keep up with the trends, that's a, that's really hard. I mean, that takes hours and hours, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. It is time consuming, but I also think that it's important to stay ahead of what's happening because I feel like, you know, if you've ever been, I'll give my own example. I was on Instagram when it first came out. I did not understand Instagram. I was like, why do we need Instagram? Another freaking social media thing. And I love photography, but yeah. I didn't understand the business aspect of it. Like that very first year. And I signed up for it. I was just posting random stuff, crap, pretty pictures, like nothing to do with anything. And, you know, you look back now and you're like, damn it, because if I really <laughs> dove into Instagram back then, I probably would have a much bigger following, whether it's on my personal page, my dog's page, whatever, mm -hmm. um, you know, and I'm not worried about that at all, like having a big following or not, because you have a, the, you're, you reach the core audience that you need to reach. Right. But, you know, so that's part of it. I think about that. Like, I wouldn't want our members to miss out on something that I know that they should do or that would really benefit their pet business. And it, it right. is overwhelming as a business owner to be given everything. That's why I don't like to pressure people. There's people that I know something will really work for their business because I know them and I know their business. Mm -hmm. And I'll be like, hey, I'll either text sure. them, yeah. send them a message, be like, I know this is annoying, but you know, you really might want to look into this or if you have a VA or somebody else that can help you with this, because I think this is really going to change your business. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. You know, so I am a little bit pushy and sometimes tough love with some of our members. Like that's not going to work for you. You know, and sometimes right. I'm wrong. Right. You know, right. well, that's a good way to be. Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm.
But um, yeah, I just think it's important. And, you know, I also realize that everybody's busy, right? That's why all of our webinars are on demand. Like you could go back and watch a webinar from 2018. A lot of them are evergreen. Some of them, you know, are with the times, but a lot of them are evergreen for people that need to learn. Like we have a PR webinar for our members. People ask me PR questions. I just send them the link. I'm like, here you go. Mm -hmm. I did PR for so long. I'm like, I can answer your questions, but you could just watch the 60 minute webinar and get a ton of information. We do downloads. We have um, membership downloadable documents that usually tie into or something that they can uh, utilize. Right, um, right. for their pet business, you know, worksheets, workbooks, all those things. And we've been doing that for a long time. So Yvonne, what I normally say to our members, we would yeah. love to see you on a networking event. Even if you came once a quarter sure. to our online networking, you just never know who you're going to meet. It's I the know. same thing as if you're in person, you just never know who you're going to meet that you're going to be like, oh my gosh, that's the person I needed for my business. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. I promise you, Nancy, that I will make it because now that everything's kind of opened up, right. I'm getting out, you know, I've been doing yeah. more of, yeah. um, of that kind of thing, you know, yeah. I was kind of for a while there, not, you know, I'm right there with you. I wasn't going, many, <laughs> I mean, I traveled and stuff, but, um, you know, certain things I was like, yeah, I don't need to, you know, put myself at risk or whatever, but I kind of yeah. calmed down yeah. with that a lot. Right. So, right. Yeah, I'm going well, to have to catch up on the online uh, online things since, yeah, I'm a few yeah. thousand miles away. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we have, listen, we have members in Hawaii that, you know, they attend and it's like 6 a.m. Or we've had members Perfect. from, um, oh God, I can't think, near Turkey, somewhere near Turkey. I'm blanking on the country, but she was there and she Please, showed up. Italy. No, it'll no. come to me, but it doesn't matter. We've had members all over the country that and all over the world that have shown up especially during COVID because, you know, we yeah, were doing right. Zoom networking yeah. events way before COVID. So it was kind of funny when it happened and all the things on Zoom. I was like, well, we've been doing that for a few years now, but right, it's okay. Right, right. But yeah, we have really great networking events and we are going to be hosting more and more in-person events in 2024. So I'm really excited to get back into that groove. I'm a little rusty at event planning <laughs> in person, but, um, and then some, you know, obviously around the country as well. So. Right. Right. Well, I want you to know that it's almost 6 PM in Cyprus right now where yeah. Anna is. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we, it's morning for us, but it's evening, evening early us. evening. Yeah. For Anna. Not too bad. So, which is, which isn't too bad. Yeah, yeah. No, no, it's it's uh, very good actually. It means I get my full day's work and then I can concentrate on something else in the evenings. So. Exactly. exactly, that's awesome. Yeah. Uh, Nancy, do you have somebody who helps you with your, all your research, or do you oh, do yeah. most of it yourself? <laughs> yeah, I'll no, I have say. I have a, a small but mighty team. I have um, a couple of people that do help me that I couldn't do it without them. Yeah. Um, and we've had a few people for the last few years. I don't even know, maybe four or five years, probably five years. Um, and so we have three people that help me and they're amazing people with wow. what they do. And um, they all have designated roles. And one thing I will, will say that in hiring people to help and nobody lives near me, which is of course the way of the world, right? You have these yeah. wonderful people that work from you and they, a lot of times they don't even work near you or live near you. Um, but what I would say is, you know, I don't like to um, be somebody that's like hovering over people. Like, did you do this? Did you do that? I need, yeah. I can't, I cannot stand it. Like these are grown adults. They're good at what they do. 
right? You hire mm -hmm. them, you have an interview process, we do a three month trial period, and then we go from there. Um, and then I usually say to them, um, I have a couple of tasks or ideas for something else that I'm working on or research or whatever it is. Here's what I'm thinking of. Let me know if this interests you. If not, it's okay. Because I do not want anybody to be like, yeah, 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 I can do that. And then do a half-assed job. Yeah. Um, or just not have them really interested. And with the people on my team now, I don't have that issue at all. I kind of know what they would, you know, what, what they would be doing. Um, but every once in a while, I'll ask, I'll ask my um, one person that's, her name is Nancy too. And we joke around a lot because like, <laughs> half the time we have meetings, we have the same hair, the same Great. shirt. <laughs> it's so funny. We sign our names almost the same. It's really funny. But I'll ask her, I'm like, hey, I have a couple of other ideas or things that I'm doing on something that I want to produce. You know, let me know if you have the time because she has other clients, you know, and let me know mm -hmm. if you can do this. Um, and usually her answer is yes. I don't think we've gotten a no yet. <laughs> I think that's important to find the strength in the people that you hire, or if you have employees, right, in your business, Definitely. because there's nothing worse than having to do all those arduous tasks that you don't want to do. And that's yeah, really right. not what you're great at. I mean, we've all done it as business owners, right? We've done everything yeah. in our business um, and hire sooner than you think. That's another thing I would say. Oh, okay. Well, you're obviously a wonderful team leader because, um, you know, it, it's hard to find a team leader who cares yeah. that much about their team, uh, interacts that, that well with their team. Thank so, you. So uh, good for you. It, it's really, yeah. really important. I, um, I think it's really important being a leader yes. versus being, you know, that the, um, you know, just not being a nice person like you might I, I, listen don't get me wrong I've had issues with past people that have worked with of me course. or for me yeah. that we've you know how to have conversations about and I don't yeah. hold any ill will or, yeah. or disregard to them but they were not the right fit for us so we moved on exactly mm -hmm. yeah mm -hmm. what's your daily routine like <laughs> it depends on the day <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that's been part of my whole life since I worked in television production because as a production coordinator and a producer you wear so many hats yeah and I remember somebody said to me once what do you do at your job you know like while I was at my job and we were on the phone and I said wait what time is it what am I doing right now <laughs> yeah so it's kind of it's kind of crazy um you know it is similar but I have specific tasks right that I'm I'm doing sometimes I have business calls set up we have uh, like later today I'll be doing an update for our members live in the group we have networking events mm -hmm. um, we have our newsletter that goes out which I have help with thank goodness because mm -hmm. I could not do that without the person that helps me with that um, that's been going out for 15 years this month with wow congratulations. Great. crazy right I know mm -hmm. our little I say our little pet events newsletters help me travel across the country um it literally has but um yeah so daily routine you know I mean now that the we have daylight savings here in the U.S. I don't know if they yeah. have it in Cyprus yes we do we we're a week earlier than you okay so now that it's lighter in the morning, as much as I don't like it to be dark, I am so excited that it's lighter in the morning because yes. the last, like I'm the same month or it was exhausting trying to get up, you know, yeah. mm -hmm. uh, when it's dark out. So I am, you know, much more excited about like much more in the daily routine. So, but part yeah. of my like non-negotiable is I take my dog for a walk, you know, like yeah. we have to go for yeah. a walk daily year rounds, yeah. unless it's like, you know, a blizzard or pouring mm -hmm. out. 
Um, but you have to do that. And then, you know, just really just trying to stay organized, trying to stay on track. A lot of what we do is a well-oiled machine at this point. Um, you know, reading stuff, paying attention to the trends, seeing what's new, all of that. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, Nancy, it was so great seeing you at Canine Companions Dog Fest. Um, and, um, and you had Cody with you. Cody is your Oh, sweetheart of the dog. <laughs> he is, oh my goodness. He's so, so, so sweet. Can you tell our listeners a little something about Cody and um, and and how you rescued him, adopted him? Sure. Well, first of all, it was wonderful to see you at Dog Fest also. <laughs> I try to make that event every year, as you know. Yes. Um, yeah. So Cody, he is a nine-year-old blue-nosed pit bull that I adopted um, in April of 2015 and the dog, this behind me was my old dog, Max. And when he passed, I was like 10 months not having a pet, which I felt like a fraud (laughs) in the pet industry. (laughs) So if I go to a trade show, people would say, what do you have a dog or cat? I would say, Oh, both. (laughs) Because I didn't want to like my dog just died and like, you know, it was really sad. So, Mm -hmm. um, but I went to, the local animal shelter near me uh, to bring dog treats. And I knew the shelter director at the time. It was the day before Christmas or two days before Christmas. It was raining. There was nobody there. And the shelters, you know, they're full. It's really, that's the heartbreaking thing. And right now the the animal shelters, especially here in the Northeast in New York are really full. So if you can go foster adopt, please do so. Um, But we, I just went there and I was like, the all the dogs were barking and everything. And there's Cody, who is in the shelter. He was called E.T., which was very fitting for his color because he's like a gray color, right? He had one wonky ear that was sticking up. His oh. eyes bugged out. <laughs> but he was totally calm in the shelter. And I was like, he was leaning on the cage, right? And he was just kind of leaning there and his tail was just thumping. And I was like, what is up with this dog? So I gave him a treat. And then I went down the row and I come back and he's still leaning there. And I kept giving him a treat. I'm like, don't tell the other dogs. There was just something about him. And I asked at the front, what's up with that dog ET? And they were like, we don't know. He, he just recently came in and um, he was a stray, blah, blah, blah. So I was like, okay, whatever. Went back a couple months later. I thought he would have been adopted and Aww. said, hey, I want to do a meet and greet, you know, with that dog. And he was like Marley and me in the meet and greet room, like knocking all the treats and the toys. And like, mm-hmm. I was like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> right. But he was so focused. And the lady that worked at the animal shelter was like, yeah, he's a little like wound up. And I'm like, I see that. But I got him to focus on me. And I was like, sit. And he sat and I was like, stay. Mm-hmm. And he stayed and she's like, wow, Holy crap. He's, he doesn't even know that. And, you know, I had him, he was like sitting in my lap and I was like, just, you know, doing all the things, to see how he was. And long story short, after a few months, I was like, I kept going back to figure out, you know, if I could get this dog, if I wanted to adopt him and I adopted him and he's just really been, you know, an amazing dog. He learns really fast. He's really sweet. Like you said, Yvonne, he definitely is a breed ambassador for his breed Mm -hmm. Um, for anybody that thinks you know oh the horrible things if anybody that's met Cody I literally wrote an article changing um, minds with every single tail wag because wherever I bring him people are like oh my god you know I want to I want that dog I'm like go to the animal shelter (laughs) Uh, right right. Uh yeah 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 
and he loves everybody people dogs animals like he does has zero prey drive it's hilarious like if a squirrel <laughs> walks by he's like, like <laughs> i noticed he, he is hilarious when he talks yeah he is very vocal which is really he's really so funny vocal he's yeah. so cute and he was talking to you that day and so he's talking and just, i think he was just so excited to be there yeah <laughs> oh, i would say that it's kind of funny that i adopted a dog that talks more than me <laughs> <laughs> isn't that <laughs> oh, I love it. That's so funny but yeah he's a great dog and he you know got a, a little bit of a social media following um, on TikTok and Instagram. Mm -hmm. And I just try to take him everywhere. He did have emergency surgery over the summer mm -hmm. and which was really scary. He had a growth on his or a mass on his spleen. And oh. I didn't think I was going to be leaving the vet without him, but um, oh. fortunately he was able to go to a wonderful veterinary clinic after my wonderful vet. Um, and they did surgery and he's, everything was benign. And he's like, like not, you wouldn't even know, you can't see oh, the infusion and he's like back to his normal self. So it's really, oh, wonderful. Love well, yeah. seeing him, seeing him then was so happy. I made me so happy because I knew about his surgery Yeah, and he really was terrific. I mean, he really was excellent. Yeah. Yeah. He's a so, good boy. Yeah. I assume you uh, go on vacation with him. He goes everywhere with you. <laughs> he does go everywhere. How did you know? <laughs> <laughs> What's his favorite place to visit? What's his favorite place to uh, go on vacation then? Well, his favorite place to actually go is the beach or anywhere oh, where there's people. Right. Um, now he's to the point where he's been to so many events. If he sees like a pop-up tent anywhere and he hears a little <laughs> bit of people or music, he thinks, <laughs> I, I call it puppy parties. He thinks it's a party. Like he's like dragged me over there. I'm like, no, we can't. that's not for us. Um, but I did a road trip with him in 2019. We went on the Northeast up to Maine. He's been to Virginia. He's been to New York city so many times. He's been in a lot of, mm -hmm. um, really, um, upscale hotels that, like the very right. first event we were invited to, or he was invited to, I was the tag along, <laughs> um, was about six weeks after he was adopted, a friend of mine that works in the animal, the pet industry, mm -hmm. um, she had an event on the rooftop of the Waldorf Astoria oh, wow. in Manhattan nice. and was like, oh, hey, does Cody, you know, does Cody want to come? And you can come. Oh wow! So I you can tag along. Yeah, he's he as you can tag. He was literally like out of the shelter six weeks, and I was like, "Uh, sure." We're walking through the Waldorf Astoria. If you've ever been, it's like marble and beautiful. And I was like, "Don't touch anything." <laughs> it was literally white glove service in the elevator, like the guy oh, bringing us upstairs. Wow. I was like, "Oh my god!" But he was fine. He had a great time, and um, so he's been to a lot of like things like that he's been on tv shows a couple of times like news segments for mm -hmm. you know various things and um i've always wanted him to do a little bit of acting but i'd be really specific about like what they were going to have him do mm -hmm. um, right, yeah. but you know i i love to see more and more pet companies profiling in a mm -hmm. good way pitbulls um, yeah. on their commercials, in their marketing. It's really a wonderful thing. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, it's Absolutely. true. It's true. Uh, and I love when you have him in his little tuxedo <laughs> outfit and everything. Oh, yeah. He's just oh, looks yeah. so regal yeah. and yeah, you know, he's, he's debonair. Been, right, I know. He's been to vineyards. <laughs> like he's debonair. been everywhere. Like it's, it's kind of crazy. And 
Um, you know, we're fortunate that the world has become more and more pet friendly. So he yeah. can go to more and more places and, you know, just be respectful of other people with their pets. Um, you know, especially right. with like service dogs, like at the dog mm-hmm. fest, I made sure mm-hmm. he didn't go up to any of the dogs. Not that he normally does. He really is indifferent. He'd rather talk to the people. Right. Yeah, right. <laughs> But, you know, I just think it's really important because even though our world is more dog friendly, it doesn't mean, you know, your dog can just wander up to any person or any dog. Yeah. You always oh, have to that's wonderful that. that you're you're up on the etiquette of, yeah, you have of to a be. service dog yeah, yeah, world. The service dog world is is different, you know, and the etiquette yeah. is yeah. there's a certain code of etiquette for them, you know. Yeah. But, um, um, and so we went over all of the um, how you share your events and newsletters and everything else. And I, I really appreciate you doing that, Nancy, because it's um, it's important that people know how to reach out to you. Um, so, um, you know, and and how this does happen, you know, how everything happens. Yeah. So I think sharing the events is, you know, that's something that was done totally selfishly when I started my newsletter. 15 years ago, November, 2008, it was because I would find out about pet events that happened that I missed. And I was like, Oh, I would have gone to that. Like that looked like it would have been fun. And so that's just kind of where it started. So if anybody's listening and there's something like out of frustration, right. What do they say is the mother? What is it? Uh, Oh God, I'm going to mess up that saying. Um, the mother of invention you know yeah. what i mean necessity is the mother of it yeah yeah so if you see something that you're like i wish this was done in my area or there's nothing like that like really think about it if something that you could add to your business or a service that you could provide because you'd be surprised how quickly people will flock to you be like i wish this was here yes so, you know i yeah, think sure it's something sure. simple to do so what do you consider your proudest accomplishment, your proudest accomplishment? Oh, <laughs> uh, that's, I don't know, you know, that's kind of a hard question because I feel like, you know, being a business owner is really not easy. Yeah. Um, so staying in business is a pretty good co- accomplishment, right? So yeah. we'll, be, we'll be 15 <laughs> years in 2024. So that is um, speaking at a lot of pet industry trade shows. So that's something that, you know, I really, I've been speaking since 2008 at other events, um, but I really wanted to speak one year. And I think I spoke at seven different conferences in one year, which was way too many, but it was amazing. (laughs) Um, So I think, you know, speaking, but I really feel like the, the best accomplishment for me is providing information for our membership, and then seeing them run with it and learn, grow their business, say, hey, that was a great idea. Or, oh my God, I got this award because you told me to go apply. Like those things, because it's not just about me, right? (laughs) We're a community at American Pet Professionals. I want to see everybody else, you know, succeed as well, right? And helping people, you know, not get burned by somebody in the industry, not in the industry, but somebody that's, you know, selling them something that isn't really right for their pet business. Or I can see like a lot of red flags pop up, you know, with stuff. And I'm like, Oh, I don't know. I'm like, you might want to do a little more research. Or then if I hear somebody say, you know, we spent X amount of dollars for this company and they didn't help us or they didn't promise what they were going to do. And that breaks my heart because that's a lot of hard earned money that, you know, they wasted with, with a company. So 
Um, I love seeing our members get excited about things that they learn or people that they meet in our membership, right? Like they're come to networking and they're like, oh my God, this is the person that I needed to meet. Like, I wish I met you a year ago. So that to me is, yeah, that to me is like one of the most exciting accomplishments to see people meet. You know, when I worked in TV back in the day, it was so cutthroat to even get like an interview for yeah. <laughs> anywhere. And when I started this organization, I was like, it shouldn't be that difficult. You know, for our members, I'm always sending member introductions to somebody in and out of, you know, our membership, um, somebody that's going to help them. And, you know, I love to get that feedback from somebody that right. says, oh, my God, that person's amazing. I'm like, I, well, I must say, I must say, Nancy, that you are an exceptional teacher. I think that that's, that's, I think that that's part of who you are. You know, sometimes it's just innate that people are teachers and that's the, I can see that in you, but finally, this is the, this is our last question to you. Uh Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Get ready. If you were an animal, what animal would you be and why? Oh my gosh. (laughs) I think when I was younger, that's a great question and a fun question. I think when I was younger, I used to say like a bird so I could fly, right? Because we don't have the ability to fly. Birds do. Beautiful. Um, And then I think it was a dolphin at some point because I love the water. (laughs) You know, I don't know. What? They love to communicate. They do love to communicate, you know, um, and they're kind of like the protectors and the you know, of the sea, right? You know, you yes. see them protecting other animals in the sea, protecting humans in the sea. Um, but I think I was just always enamored. And, you know, we're so fortunate here now on Long Island that we see dolphins quite wow. regularly. Whereas yes. 20 years ago, you didn't see them. Now you see them all the time, which is really amazing. Lovely. Um, and of course, you know, I love horses and dogs and all that. You know, the joke is like, I want to come back as my dog in the next <laughs> life because they're, they're so spoiled and living the life, right? Aww. That's right. That's right. Exactly. So you just never know. <laughs> Aww. Well, can you tell uh, our listeners where they can find you, your networking yeah. podcast? Yep, absolutely. So if you're interested in learning more about what we do, you can go to AmericanPetProfessionals.com. We are at American Pet Pros on Instagram and a few other places. Um, I personally am on TikTok, not as active on there but i'm very active on linkedin if you're listening and want to learn more um connect with me on linkedin i'm always happy to meet people through linkedin Um, and our podcast is called digging into the pet industry and we are on any platform that you're listening to your podcast perfect wonderful oh thank you nancy thank you so much yes thank you um you're certainly an inspiration oh thank you well i really appreciate you guys having me on your podcast congratulations (laughs) it's a lot of fun you're gonna meet just so many wonderful people and uh, i will be subscribing and downloading and listening and all of the things well we must definitely have you back thank you thank you so much for doing this i appreciate it uh and thank you all for joining us for another inspirational uh episode of howling talent do check out our website howlingtalent.com and engage with us with your comments Until next time, everybody take care.